Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to Textroverts, the podcast exploring the how behind the who of people working in tech. My name is Martina Simon and I am your host. This podcast covers anything but the job. We introduce the guest, move on to the buzz wheel, a letter number randomizer that determines the questions I'll ask, and we close with sage advice about careers in the industry. Plug in. We're recording. Every Friday, Textroverts, we have a fantastic guest from this industry who I get to interview. I get to ask them a bunch of questions that are completely random, have them answer on the fly, and then put it out. It's usually hilarious. Sometimes it's poignant, and sometimes we cry, but mostly we laugh. Without further ado, I'm going to popcorn over to my guest. Igor, over to you. Thank you so much, Martina. I'm so excited to be here today. Hi, my name is Igor Zinatulin. I would mostly characterize myself as a really busy dad of a beautiful two and a five year old girl who is incredibly mischievous and playful and likes to spend a lot of time outdoors. Mm-hmm. My other role is to run learning and development <laughs> and sales enablement programs for TikTok in the UK, which is a very exciting and dynamic place to be at the moment. And previously, I was your metamate at Facebook, and I was lucky enough to help build Blueprint training program for agencies, various clients, and most importantly, small businesses. It was wonderful to be able to bring the light of marketing tools to advertisers all over the world. Before moving to tech, I worked in the marketing and business development teams, agencies, and media companies such as the BBC and Vice. Igor's an absolute force. I had the pleasure of being able to work with him directly on an event when I was fairly new to Meta called Gather. And we wanted to collaborate with a team that could provide small businesses with really, really useful digital upskill training as part of the event. And Igor and his team flawlessly delivered that. It was such a lasting impression that anytime I ran into him, I wanted to chat, find out what he was doing. He has a fantastic work ethic and I'm really, really excited to have you on Igor. So thank you for joining. Guys, you know the format of this podcast. After we introduce the fantastic guest, we put them on the spot. Forget work, there are other podcasts for that. We like to have a giggle on a Friday with these brilliant minds in tech. I like to popcorn over to what I call the buzz wheel. There's no actual wheel, but we do take the guests for a spin. I have letters between A and Z, which determine the question format, and numbers between 1 and 20, which determine the question topic. Igor, I'm going to ask you for a letter and a number combination to kick this off. Absolutely. I'll go with that, which is my start of my surname. Mm-hmm. And let's go for 17. Okay, 17 is the topic of routine. Describe your pre-Zoom meeting routine. I used to do quite a lot of webinars, you know, sometimes hundreds, even thousands of people on the line. It did require a bit of preparation. So for that, I did have a routine, which mostly would be completely switching off just for a minute or two to make sure that you focus on your inner calmness and try to imagine the most successful, positive outcome of the training, of the meeting. And it's really, really helped me to be a bit more relaxed, focused, determined, and cheerful about the whole experience. Do you ever get super anxious before you've got to talk to a group of people or deliver a training? And over the years, have you had to try and control that anxiety? I'm not the most excellent speaker in the world, but when it comes to being on stage, I learn how to enjoy that experience. Go for a walk for like five or 10 minutes, you mm. know, just around the building, get some fresh air. Gather mm-hmm. your thoughts, think about something else, think about your plans for the evening, for the weekend. It really helps you to put things in perspective. And also, I think having those jitters, having a bit of nervousness is completely natural. I think once you accept mm-hmm. that, you realize that this is a sign of excitement, right? If mm-hmm. you were completely unexcited about this thing, you probably would not be nervous at all. You'll be, You'd be a psychopath. You'll be yawning. <laughs> Was it Mark Twain who mentioned something that it's really easy to improvise when you put 30 hours of preparation behind it? 
if you do end up in an unfortunate situation where you are unprepared, trying just to be quite honest and authentic at the start of the pandemic, where everything was a bit awkward, you would just inevitably mm -hmm. run into problems and uh, the sound would drop or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, your face would turn into a giant wobbly pixel. <laughs> and you just learn to deal with that, right? And you learn to be open yeah. about it. When you're comfortable with that, actually it creates this sense of relatedness in the audience. And mm -hmm. they'll probably laugh along and they'll probably be a lot more empathetic and sympathetic to your cause. The most important thing is admitting that something's not quite right, not mumbling or speaking for the sake of speaking. Mm. It's completely fine to be comfortable with silence. I think sometimes silence is the most powerful. Yeah. When somebody's trying to fill a space constantly in a conversation or a presentation, it can come across disingenuous and rehearsed. You can tell that Igor's a pro in his field, and uh, I'll definitely leave some links so you can find him, if I can find them online to watch him back. Igor, great feedback there with your pre-Zoom meeting routine. Let's parry on over to another letter and number combination, please. Let's go for R1. R1. One is the topic of family. Under R, and the question is, when last did you surprise a family member with something? Well, hopefully I do it every day. <laughs> I think it probably happens a few weeks back. It's kind of this new acquired skill that I never suspected I had before. <laughs> and it's something to do with repairs. Genuinely, I'm quite bad on the sort of hardware side as opposed to software. There's nothing worse than, you know, a crying child who's shown you a toy that doesn't really function anymore and you have no idea what to do with it. <laughs> you sort of instinctively try to cobble things together. You're experimenting a little bit. Sometimes it works, right? And if it works, mm -hmm. it's a miracle. And I think there's been more miracles than West recently. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm getting better at that. No offense to you. The bar is low, Igor, if you feel like you fixing a toy is something <laughs> superhuman. You haven't seen those toys. For sure. I mean, some of the toys of today, we can call them that. Like you said, you need kind of a degree in being an electrician. Yeah. When were you last surprised by something somebody in your family either said or did? Do you have a really poignant memory that a family member shared something and you were like, wow? My daughter, mm -hmm. Daisha, started singing recently and she's like singing <gasps> really, really well. She's singing Abba. Daisha, go exactly. on. That was adorable. That was beautiful. And it certainly is one of those amazing, wonderful feelings of being a dad. I mean, Igor sounds like the sort of father that's going to take his beautiful daughter to X Factor and audition her in front of Simon Cowell to be the next oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Igor, you've been brilliant and you've definitely given me food for thought. And so I'm really excited about this juncture of the podcast that I call Sage Advice. Sage Advice is the last segment of each Textrovert's episode where I ask the brilliant expert that I have on to lend some advice that they have either picked up on the course of their career or heard from somebody else that's really helped drive them forwards for the people listening that really want to do what you do. So Igor, over to you, please, for your advice to somebody listening about getting into tech. Three things to emphasize here. Patience, having a competitive edge, and data skills. When it comes to patience, I would say tech is bombarded by applications from all the world. Inevitably, it just takes sometimes longer time to get to that perfect position. That means that it's just really natural to be rejected. It happens to all the strongest candidates all the time. So you just need to keep trying and you'll find that particular specific match sooner or later. When I said edge, I think it's really important to bring unique competences because again, the competition is steep and you're not competing with people from the same region, from the same country, you're competing with global multinational talent from all over the world. It's insufficient to be really good at what you do. You also need to be excellent at a very specific niche skill set, mm. which mm -hmm. will definitely give you that competitive edge. So when you are stacked against 10 other equally strong candidates from around the world, that competitive edge will get you over the mark. Finally, I'll say be 
comfortable with data. Very, very important to have a little bit of that background because no matter what you do, it's really all about data tools, performance, API integrations, you name it. Pretty much impossible to talk about these things with confidence without understanding the backend. That's some of the best advice we've had on this. Really executionable, really passionately told. Igor, you smashed it. Thank you so much for your time. This episode is going to be a stormer. Oh, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much, Martina.